Hi, I'm Beth Guckenberger, and welcome to the Punch First Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Punch First Podcast. I'm Todd Guckenberger, and I'm here with the author, Beth Guckenberger. <laughs> yes. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> yeah, the author slash your wife. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about day 10, which is some, I mean, it's about building our own kingdom. That's a conversation you and I have all the time that we don't want to build our own kind of kingdom. It's a chapter also about pleasure and not all pleasure is bad. I mean, you and I just got back from a vacation. We had lots of great pleasure on that vacation. Not all pleasure is bad, but we can certainly make pleasure an idol and pursue it at the expense of our relationship with God. And the last section of this chapter um, talks about shame. And that that's something you and I were impacted by reading Kurt Thompson's book a number of years ago, The Soul of Shame. And we began to talk about the enemy wanting to use shame in our life and and seeing it come about, you know, on a frequent basis. And I, I don't know, I think, I think this chapter had a lot of things that were thought provoking for me to write. And I hope for people to interact with. Well, I think if you think about it, those, those topics are big topics right now. Yeah. You know, uh, everything I, I, I want to have as much as I can, as much as I want. And then the other topic of shame and I mean, just anxiety. I mean, it's just, it's crippling to, to, to our culture just generally. But as a Christ follower, I think shame wants once again to divide us. Yeah, I spoke recently at um, a conference. I came home and told you about it. It was so moving to me. It was a room full of people who had been missionaries, f- served in full-time ministry for over 30 years. So it was a it was a legacy conference for people who had been in ministry for a long time. And I remember getting on stage and getting kind of emotional. Well, actually, I did get emotional. And I said, hey, you all, maybe this is how sports fans feel at Hall of Fame events or like arts fans would feel at the Oscar. But being in a room full of you people, you're the coolest people I know. You have made decisions consistently over decades to build a different kind of kingdom. And I was so moved just to be in a room with them. During one of the breaks, I was talking to a man who had served behind the Iron Curtain um, <clears throat> long, long time. And I just was like, well, what, what advice do you have for me? Like, what do you, what do you got for me? I, I'm open to anything you have to say. And he, he just like thought for a second and he goes, well, I would just say it was a good fight. And it was, it was like, there's that verse in the Proverbs about like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word aptly spoken. Like it was just, it was a word aptly spoken. I heard him say that and I was like, it, it is a good fight. I don't want to pretend it's anything other than a fight. It's an utter fight. This is, I wrote a whole book about how the, the fact it's a fight, but it's a good fight. And, and to hear someone give testimony to that, I also was thinking to myself, man, we spend a lot of media time, which we consume plenty of, talking about leaders who don't finish well, who flame out, who who focused on themselves, who tried to build their own kingdom, who flamed out through sin, who have these public failings. And, and I don't know if we do a good enough job making sure we talk about people who stayed in the fight all the way to the end, who finished well. And I, I, I'm not sure, I, I just, that's just rolling around in my brain. Like, let's keep telling those kinds of stories. Those are, are inspiring. Yeah, great, great, great word. I, I just actually read a verse this morning. It's, it, I had it written on top of my agenda here. And it's, it's, it's the, it's the drink deeply of the pleasures of God, experience for yourself the joyful mercies he gives to all who turn to hide themselves in him. And I was I was struck by 
drink deeply of the pleasures of God. You know, we're seeking so many things externally that this is this is an opportunity for us to 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 dive into what God wants. Similar to you, Beth, I had a I had a, I've had well, had a, had about eighteen months of looking at people who've walked with God for a long time and thinking, well, one, number one, thank you for doing it. Yeah. And two, how the heck did you do it? Mm-hmm. And and three, praising God for them not being bailing themselves out. I I don't think God kicks us out. I think I think that God wants us deep desperately to stay in the fight. I don't think it, it's going to be without wound, wounds and bruises, but I was we I have had two two things happen in the last 18 months. We, last year you and I met with Stephen Judy Douglas who were the, he was the former president of Crew, very large organization. He was the second leader after Dr. Bill Bright who was the founder and and we sat across from their their senior us a bunch handful of years. Um, kindly had breakfast with us, and I, and I, I just literally looked at them and and got kind of choked up, and yeah, I just said, I said, I said, thank you, because yeah. because it, it's uh, it doesn't feel like people are falling all the time, but it is so unusual to know people who've served and loved the Lord and daily walked them for so many years, yeah. and I'm sure they had their own struggles. I'm sure, I mean, human, human, but the reality is they stayed in the fight, and I think that's 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 what I hope I. It's probably no different than we hope for our children, but I know God hopes that for us. Well, and I remember one thing that moved me in that time is you looked at them and said, at least metaphorically, you discipled someone who discipled someone who discipled someone who discipled someone who discipled Pete Smith, who discipled me, and here is who I'm discipling today. And I I thought that this is exactly how God designed it. He designed it to be life on life, person by person, sharing our stories our spiritual victories our our personal failings and asking for accountability like this is how god designed it and that that idea of discipleship it's just so central i've been studying the book of acts recently and for like paul basically to, to make it as short as possible paul had three missionary journeys and the first missionary journey, he basically did what we would consider planting churches. He went to places, short period of time, left without any disciples. The second missionary journey, he got himself three disciples. He has uh, Priscilla, Aquila, and then eventually Timothy. And he stays longer in all the places he has, and he begins to build community. And he's learning how to practice it the way that God taught him. And by the end of his third journey, he has 12 disciples, like someone else I, I know. He spent a much longer period of time in places. And and the church was born through not just Paul, but Paul's faithfulness and example, and certainly those that he led. And I think we can get tempted to be impressed by the wrong kinds of things, but really, I mean, what, what how did Jesus teach us to do it? Like pour into relationship, share your life with someone, pass it along. And, and that's that's what was so moving to me about that breakfast. Well, and, and I, I think you're, I mean, you're not onto something that's truthful. If you think about shame, shame drives us towards alone, mm-hmm. towards separation. And when we're in community, of course it can be friction to share those struggles, but or or maybe even feel bad in the moment. But the reality is bringing light to stuff actually is freedom. Yeah, And I, I think that's the, that's the that's the real truth of it is is in community we we need that friction and we need people in our lives to build into us to disciple us to ask us questions to to celebrate the wins yeah um and i and i think i think that's the that blessing of being a christ followers we have we have opportunity for that 
And I think just to wrap up our time, when I think about pleasure, there's a bunch of things that God ordains as pleasurable. He gave us his pleasure, you know. I mean, there are simple pleasures like a good meal, and there are more um, sophisticated pleasures like what happens between a husband and a wife. But God gave us pleasure, and we don't need to feel guilty about it. You know, that the enemy wants us to either deny ourselves pleasure or to feel guilty when we have pleasure or to find satisfaction and counterfeit pleasure there's just all kinds of ways he messes with this idea of pleasure but the more we understand how god made us and the more we understand what he wants for us the better we can open up these good gifts that god gives us and experience them the way that he designed oh my gosh so many conversation starters hopefully for you and the people that you're processing with so whether it's you and your journal you and jesus you and your accountability partner or you and a small group i hope you're having good conversation today about what it looks like to build a kingdom other than your own what it looks like to not be distracted by pleasure but to enjoy god-given and god-ordained pleasure and how to fight this idea of isolation, separation, shame, the tool the enemy's been using since the garden. He has no authority to use it on us. So as one of God's kids, I pray that you continue to learn how to throw the first punch. 